0: Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Raven, and that is Mozart. Mozart never seems to want to stop when I've asked him to. But just now it looks like it came through. Excellent. Again, this is Mitchell J. Raven for A Better World on Blog Talk Radio. I'm very glad that you are joining us again this evening for another episode of Conversations with Mitchell. Remember that I am on Progressive Radio Network every Monday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, please join us there at www.abetterworld.tv. That's www.abetterworld.tv. And it will be very obvious right there at the top of the home page where it says Monday listen live and tune in right there for our weekly show where we have at that place an hour to speak, a little under an hour to speak about important subjects that are really shaping the world to come in the present, through the present we speak about healing, we speak about the environment, we speak about this notion of you could say spiritualized politics and economy, we speak about the new economy, we speak about new green technologies that are up and coming we speak like we do here on the subject of socially responsible businesses, socially conscious investing all of this is so vitally important and it is the new character of the world that we are now shaping as the older guard dies off and retires from their positions of long-held power, there is a replacement taking place, and it is with a new kind of energy, a thriving kind of energy, instead of just a uh, status quo institutionalized kind of energy of maintenance, we're going for thriving sustenance. It's different. Uh, In fact, a lot of what I speak about there and here is an idea that is at the base of the book that I am looking to complete as soon as possible called Sacred Stewardship, Awakening the Soul to Action. And it's all about bringing a sense of awareness to our uh, daily activities, to our nurturance, of the planet herself, of appreciating our entire universe through our relationship with the planet and with each other, and uh it can give us a refreshed and a renewed vigor for waking up in the morning for waking up into a meaningful relationship with all around us, and indeed, this is what we need because this sense of the magical, the sense of the noumenal, as Carl Jung would say, our sense of the divine is unfortunately largely missing in our modern society, and we have uh, an absence of something very deep and essential in our day-to-day lives, there's a feeling of something missing, something not being quite right, if you know what I mean. And we look for it in all places, but in our own human heart. We always look for some kind of external um, remuneration or compensation or satisfaction. And the outer world is a beautiful world. Do not get me wrong. It's a continuum of the inner world. So it's not Separate, even though it appears as separate. It's really one world. But there are different points of emphasis. And if we start with what we refer to as our inner world, which is just relative, then we can see its manifestation in the outer world. And if we create peace and harmony in our inner self, as best we can, as best we can, it's not some kind of objective, absolutist state, even when you're enlightened, even if you're Buddha, I personally believe that there would be a fundamental sense of inner peace, an unperturbed state of mind, but honestly even that, in certain circumstances and situations, may actually be perturbable. So, let's not waste time with the absolutes. Let's just go for a large state of being at one, at peace, at center in our daily affairs. Now, as we look at the world from this point of view, it's so highly important that we also find a way, once we're learning to govern ourselves, is to have a proper government outside of ourselves that is consonant and resonant with these fundamentally rather awakened, enlivened and enlightened point of view. Basically what does that mean? Let's say it means humane. Let's say it means ecologically respectful. Let's say it means universally attentive. And when we take each other into consideration in a heartfelt way, ideologies in government fall away they disappear. They don't matter. I'm not saying not to pay any mind at all because every action in this world, especially in the political world, is construed as a precedent for a next action. But it really doesn't have to be that way because uh, if we move from this notion of entitlement into another state of mind, which is called uh, what can I do to serve you? Or in the Jewish world, it's sometimes represented with the idea of the mitzvah, or the plural mitzvot, which a Jew is obligated to do in his service or her service to God, one takes on this perspective of very simply, how can I help? What is best? What is the best outcome? So from that point of view, you do not have to build up a big government to take care of everybody at all times. No. But if there are people who are truly, for whatever reason, at a certain time in their lives down and out, there can be some governmental assistance to those people who are in need. And you do not have to call it a state of socialism or communism or just the era of big government. No, no, no. You don't have to use any of those nominalizations or generalizations. You can say one size does not fit all. And when people are really at a time of need, there is something that can actually help them at that moment. Best if it's family. Best when it's friends. And one's own inner circle. And it's best when this is done dynamically on a local level, and neighborly level. That is what's best. And there are times when for whatever reason that's not working. Those mechanisms that are the most humane mechanisms at home are not sufficient to match the need. There can be sort of like money put aside for a rainy day from taxes that we have paid that is put aside for, you could call it an emergency fund where people can be helped not just corporations. that corporations should be at the bottom of the pile, at the end of the line, not in the front as they are now. We are dealing with a highly corrupt, highly moneyed government these days And they have money for the things they want to have money for, and not for other things, like people, like we the people. And this circles right back around to the fact that we have a system that is completely broken. It does not work. It's not functional. It services the rich, both in government and outside government. It is a revolving door either literally, as is often the case with the FDA and the USDA and uh, the banking system in and out. It is awesome. Uh, But when we look and we see how dysfunctional it is, we know we need help from another source. So with that said, I have been a major promulgator and promoter of the idea of third-party thinking and independent voting and independent thinking by all means and third-party voting. So it swatches and swaps places we need to move in this direction. And for I myself, I have been voting in this way for many years, really, probably since the eighties and um, I think that, that represents a stronger government when we have more pillars of government, which means more parties. I'm not much of a party goer anyway; I think I'd rather vote for people rather than for parties. I think we ought to actually uh let go. Of the entire idea of a party, and let there just be a lot of independent thinkers who are willing to join together for the sake of the people. I think uh, party politics is doing damage to us. But this is what we have right now, and we do have a third party known as the Justice Party. Of course, we've got the Green Party, and we've got the Libertarian Party, and we've got a number of others. But The Justice Party has risen to the surface, in my mind, really because of the individual who is the presidential candidate for that party, and his name is Ross Rocky Anderson. And Rocky uh, was actually on the national stage many years ago during the Bush administration's um, tenure, because he was actually asking for demanding an end to that tenure in the form of impeachment. Why? Because he saw laws being broken. He saw laws that were unconstitutional being passed. He saw torture being ordered from the Oval Office. These are illegal both constitutionally and congressionally and according to international law, the Geneva Conventions, the Geneva Accords, and he blew the whistle loud and clear on laws being broken, and no one is above the law, even if you're presidents, and or even if you're immensely wealthy, and one of the Fortune 500 and uh, so he blows the whistle on that and has been doing so as a lawyer for 21 years as well, and he stands for Humane Humanitarian Values, and he's got a stunning environmental track record, having reduced the carbon footprint of the city of Salt Lake by a third in about three years, and he's just as we call in Chinese, a mensch Rocky is a mensch. He is looking out for the people. He's not in this for himself. He is running only because there was a vacuum in Washington, D.C. It created a hole and it needed to be filled by someone capable and honest and honorable who maintains his integrity who's not out for money. Now, I always say that the politicians and the big banks have given making money a bad name, because making money is a perfectly fine thing to do in this kooky world we have. There are other possible, possible parallel realities in which money the word wouldn't even the concept wouldn't even exist. So it's not like some kind of objective statement that I'm making, but a very subjective one. Particularly related to the culture and society In which we currently thrive And That we are here And that we have the setup that we do Making money can be a very good thing It's only energy And you're building energy And you can throw that energy into things that are worthwhile So the gripe isn't about money The gripe is how is it used And how is it made those are the questions to ask and that's what will distinguish a socially conscious investor from just an ordinary money hungry investor and there is a difference, a profound one and that's the difference between a socially responsible uh, business and one that is not so these distinctions are well worth our digesting. When we turn our attention to Rocky Anderson, we see a man who has risen to the occasion of helping to build a party and offering just this past December to run as the presidential candidate for that party purely because he was sick to see how our Constitution was becoming like a slice of Swiss cheese the Founding Fathers would be rolling in their graves nonstop since at least the Clinton years, certainly the G.W. Cheney years. And with Obama, the rolling would have become rock and roll, (laughs) and not the kind you'd like to hear, more like an earthquake. So it was in light of this heartbreaking moment that Rocky experienced in reviewing the tragedy that has occurred here in the United States of America and the the, um, violations to our Constitution and to our entire way of life and I don't mean just to preserve the old when I say that I don't mean that at all, I mean the dignity and respect for self and other that was always inherent in the U.S. culture, as much as you can generalize about such a thing, there was a certain dignity that came with the territory, and uh, that has been on the, uh, the ebb of the flow. And it has been very difficult for many of us to, to see how such a great nation in so many ways has fallen and continues to fall at the hands essentially of greed and foolishness and ignorance, the toxicities, or as Buddhist psychology refers to them as the poisons, and they are poisons, and we are going down, the astrology shows that the same conjunctions today are of the, are those of ancient Rome in its final days now that doesn't mean it must go in a certain direction but the probability is great if human beings do not change their tune, it does go that way. And it is clear that it's going in that direction and we are seeking help from whatever corner we can get it to get back on our feet and reestablish a sense of normalcy and of decency is really the word, uh, both domestically and our relationship to Uh, Other countries And the world at large Let me invite you To call in If any of you Would like to share your thoughts or feelings I did make that announcement In uh, our uh, Newsletter Or certainly in our Facebook page And I want to honor that So if you are listening And would like to share your thoughts Or make a comment Or ask a question Please call me at 602-753-1860. That's 602-753-1860. Now, it happens to be that um, not being a political commentator of any sort, really, but a holistic psychotherapist, someone who works with people, works with their thoughts, works with their feelings in an integrated manner, works with the subconscious, helps to uncover that which has not yet been made visible but nonetheless runs us like the uh, veritable iceberg where we only see the tip of its head, yet it is being uh, stood up, if you will, by everything underneath, which is a good 95%. That's what we're dealing with with the human psyche individually and collectively so that is what I spend a fair amount of time doing is looking at our world, our uh, you know, uh, individuals as in the work that I do with clients and couples of course and at our leaders and seek to sort of analyze and deconstruct the psychological mechanisms that continue to govern uh, our body politic and our body economic as well Uh, because it's really one and the same thing at this time. There's been a fusion that has taken place, a most unfortunate one at that because it doesn't let us separate out and maintain the integrity of business as it is, and politics as it is. Uh, Subsidies, lobbying, campaign financing, not campaign reform, are all in the bailiwick of our current debacle called modern politics and business. It seems like it's totally okay for business to buy politicians on that end of it. And it seems perfectly okay, and this is perhaps the most nauseating part, although both are actually, that politicians allow for this to take place. They allow themselves to be bought out of the fear that governs them. So they're governing us, but they're governing us with their fear. The fear that governs them that they won't be elected again, that they won't be popular, that they won't have enough backing, and they won't have the correct backing of the most powerful. Because the most powerful in our society are deemed to be those with money. But can you imagine a society where money could not buy influence? It just wasn't there. That we had scientists who wanted to maintain the integrity of their science and That it could not be bought at a price That would change everything If politicians stood in their own strength As politicians, if scientists were to do the same And businessmen it's supply and demand (laughs) Curiously, if people weren't willing To be bought, the corruption would come To an end And we would have to pass a lot fewer laws to govern these kinds of transactions. If you ended lobbying and you did not allow any money into uh, campaigning, but we simply had the fellows who were qualifying and women who were qualifying to run, they were given on the public airwaves the time Within some few months prior to an election To say their piece To entertain questions Town hall style And that is the way That the populace would get to know The players And from my point of view Anybody could run Because I don't feel like we're really looking to You know, elect somebody based on his or her ideas I believe in participatory democracy. That's a whole other thing. And if we go by that, we would just have a series of propositions, proposals put out before us by email, let's say, or we visit a certain website and we vote. We vote. And we get educated first. Thank you very much and then we vote. That way, the people in office, Congress, are really there to simply execute and enforce our will and our interests. It's a different way of looking at it. I've always called it participatory democracy. We've had a link on our websites over the years about that. Now I see the phrases become more popular, And that's wonderful. Uh, But think about it. That's a way we could really do it. If people were, let's say, not so self-interested or it was, let's call it, enlightened self-interest that governed the way. Not only one's personal interest. That doesn't work. It's been proven. So In our remaining minutes, let me offer the phone number yet again. 602-753-1860. 602-753-1860. The time is beginning to run out here. I want to remind you all that uh, I have been educating people about Rocky Anderson, who's running for the Justice Party, and I would like to Uh, recommend that you go to a few different websites. One, www.abetterworld.tv, join in on our newsletter. We send it out only once a week and um, see what we'll have on the two radio shows and one weekly TV show called A Better World and join us. Be part of our community. Uh, Our calls to action and the like. And we also have videotape uh video i should say of rocky on the lower left hand side of our home page and you can go into the rock into the radio archive and check out rocky there too i have two nearly hour long interviews with him there and on blog talk radio i have a few interviews with him as well so please tune in also go to www vote rocky.org vote rocky.org and www.justicepartyusa.org justicepartyusa.org and there you can in all those places really get a good grip and we need for rocky's campaign donations and we need volunteers <laughs> and we need increased ballot access, so if you are feeling called, this would be a great opportunity to help serve your country and bring it back to a state of decency and respect for the Constitution and for the people that it is here and designed to serve. So I very much appreciate your listening and you're being part of A Better World Radio and the community at large, it's really a deep pleasure to be of service. I ask you to just consider these ideas, see how progressive Rocky is, and there are other very good candidates, too. Rocky happens to be one with more experience, and I would really urge you to take a good look. We'll close now with a touch of Mozart. Thank you so much, and I'll see you all next week.